In this week's In My Mug, we're off to Palencia in Guatemala to visit our good friend Beto and his family on the farm Finca San Patricio El Limon. How exciting! Um, if you want to have a look what it looks like, there it is. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this week we're off to Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala, of course, is in Central America, um, somewhere that we spend a lot of time on in my mug. Uh, not just because I'm in love with Central American coffees, but because they produce some of the most amazing and wide-ranging variety-wise uh, of coffees. Um, and we're going to be focusing on the region of Palencia. Now, Palencia is uh, around about uh, on a good day, 35 to 45 minutes outside Guatemala City on a bad day, about four hours. Some of the most horrific traffic I think I've ever seen um, is on that road from Guatemala City to Palencia. Um, and the farm we're going to be talking about is San Patricio El Limon, um, a, a farm that is owned by the Reyes family. Uh, and the head of that family is uh, Alberto, uh, or better known to his friends, Beto, um, who is involved in the day-to-day -day running of the farm. Uh, along with his son, uh, Betio, it is Beto, but we have to try and find a different way of differentiating them because two Betos is confusing. Hey, Beto! Yeah, yeah? Um, so it's Betio. Um, and he also, his daughters work on the farm as well. Uh, and his younger son is, I'm fairly sure, eventually going to be working on the farm. Uh, Beto has been in the area for a very long time, uh, very well known. Um, he's currently the, the mayor. Um, and while we were going round the farm. He had two of his security men with us the whole time because being the mayor in Guatemala is uh, quite a, a dangerous thing. Um, when we were leaving to go to the airport on the Friday morning on this trip, um, he was off to go and get in a helicopter to go somewhere in Guatemala to meet with other mayors, um, which must be um, a real fun party. But uh, he is the most loveliest guy, um, absolute gentleman to work with. Uh, and been very much enjoying some of the coffees from the farm. Uh, the farm is located at 1600 meters above sea level, um, which is pretty good altitude um, for a farm uh, in Palencia. It's, it's definitely one of the highest I've seen in that region. Um, but it's a region that not many people buy coffee from. It's uh, not one of the famous ones like Amatitalan or uh, Antigua um, or Huayhuaytenango or places like that. It's really one that we had to search and find out. Um, and we found with our good friend Raul uh, Rodas, 2012 WBC champion, also Guatemalan, uh, who is a good friend and has helped me build a lot of our relationships uh, in Guatemala. Um, interesting thing about this week's coffee, it's a pache. So pache is a type of varietal, which we'll find out a little bit more later on. Um, but these are the kind of things that Beto is doing on the farm. He has Pacamara, he has Bourbon, he has Katura, and he has lots of other little experiments going on. So um, what we're going to do in a little while is we're going to go and taste them and do like a taste off against them, try and find out the differences between those varietals. Um, of course, it's a washed coffee, and by washed coffee we mean that the pulp is removed uh, after picking, um, and all the mucilage is moved by uh, running it through water channels um, where they'll scrub it and get all of that mucilage off and then leave it to dry in the sun. 
Okay, so what I've done is I've uh, set up a cupping bowl, a couple of cupping bowls. This one is the Elimon Pacamara that is not in this week's In My Mug. This one is the Pache that is in this week's In My Mug. Um, so what I'm going to do is going to taste off against them and just see what difference that varietal actually makes to the final cup. So start with the Pacamara. And what you get with the Pacamara, it's very much like it's a creamy mouthfeel. It's kind of like blackcurrant uh, finish to it, which is really nice. And a little bit like a, it sounds a bit poncy. I'm going to go for the, the poncy description of orange mousse. Um, but you know that kind of like, it's not quite like jelly, but it's kind of like that creamy feel to it. Um, yeah, definitely an orange mousse on that one. So let's go into the Pache, which is the one that you're going to be um, drinking at home. And it still retains some of that creaminess. I'm getting like, um, it's almost like a yogurt creaminess to it. Um, but there's also a little bit of citrus fruit, but it's not the citrus fruit of orange. It's much more lemon-like. Um, and it's not that kind of creamy. It's a, bit, a little bit more like lemon rind. Um, and then very much a dark chocolate. Um, and this is something I see a lot in Pache. That dark chocolate seems to be a very common descriptor that I find in all of them. And just on the little bit of a finish, and it's very delicate, you really have to look for it. It's not like this is super spicy, but a little bit like of a, an all-spice kind of uh, uh, cinnamony kind of tinge on the, uh, on the finish. Delicious coffees, both of them in their own right, but both very different. And the only thing that changed was the varietal of the coffee plant. So what we should maybe do now is uh, focus down a little bit more on what Pache is. According to Guatemala's National Coffee Association, which is called Anacafe, Pache is a natural mutation of Tipica, originally discovered in Guatemala in farms El Brito, Santa Cruz, Naranjo and Santa Rosa. Um, there are several hybrids that have originated from that original Pache, including Pache Cole, which is found on a farm in Matacilta, um, in Guatemala, where also Pache and Ketura were cultivated, and also Pache Enaro, a dwarf Pache. The varieties display some similar qualities, including relatively large coffee cherries and robust leaves. Descendant varieties also show partial resistance towards uh, uh, FOMA, which is a common soil fungus. So now we have the exciting bit. Um, we're going to do espresso and cappuccino this week. No brewed coffee because we cupped it. We don't need to brew it. We're going to do it this way. So into the espresso. And the great thing about this coffee is it works super well in espresso. Now whether that's because it's a Bourbon, uh, sorry, a Pache, or whether that's because it's a washed or just because it's a really good coffee. Um, what you do get in the espresso is lots and lots of lemon rind. It's really, really sharp, like bright acidity. And you get that little bit of spice on the back, that little bit of cinnamon I was talking about in the cupping. Let's go into the cappuccino. So the cappuccino brings out the yogurt. It brings out that kind of creaminess. Now, obviously the milk is going to be part of that, but because that flavour's in there, it's really bringing it to the front. It's an absolutely fantastic cappuccino. Um, it does help when you have a World Barista Champion on tap to make them for you as well, which makes it a little bit more delicious. Um, but 
The spice does come through a little bit in there, not quite so much as in the espresso, but definitely uh, as it does in the cap. So, a fantastic coffee from fantastic farmers. Lots of different coffees to try. Lots of new coffees going on the site that you should try as well. Thank you very much for joining us as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. See, Roland, I'm not gonna make the same mistake of mixing up my life's too short for bad catchphrases and things. What variety am I talking about?